Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Everybody and welcome to High Five the Podcast. I am Q and as always joined by my fantastically wonderful co-host Jay. Hello. And Mia. Hello, hello. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Now, I am so pumped, guys, at the fact that this topic got thrown into our list of uh things to talk about because this is kind of a new arena for us uh normally high five the podcast is like really stuck to movies and televisions but for this week we're really getting into the meat of what our like uh byline is because we've always been high five the podcast a movie podcast for people who like other stuff too and primarily nerd stuff this right here, this is something other than movies. Uh, now, who I, I didn't put this on here on the list. That was me. Who? All right, excellent. Yeah. So Mia, see, and this is why you're an amazing addition to the show. So Mia has chosen for this week. Uh, she has chosen for us to talk and rank. Well, let let her five. let her introduce the topic. Go for it. Um, I. I know that the podcast is about movies, but I know that at the core of what we are, we're just huge nerds. So why not take advantage of the fact that we are huge nerds and dive into the other things that make us nerdy. And so video, video game consoles, here, here we are. So as we talked about last week, this is a new year, a new season, you know, Mia, new-ish host. So it's time that we expand out beyond the movie and TV realm we've been talking about video game consoles and trying to get our hands on a PS5 for months now. Why not talk about it on the show? I wanted to ask you guys, and you know, we're going to rank it later, but normally we kind of start off with kind of the history. Can I ask at what age did both of you kind of start playing video games? Were you like straight up as little kids playing video games or did it come later in life? Where, when did that happen? When did video games start to infiltrate your playtime? Mine has always been from when I was little. I can remember seven-ish years old. Um, There's a huge chunk in my late teens to mid to later 20s that I'm missing from the world. And I was very obsessed with, I have an addictive personality and thank God I didn't get (laughs) like drugs and stuff like that as my addictive quality. But instead it was like, one of them was books and then the other was video games. And I was so soaked into them until until that huge gap. 
and now I'm scared <laughs> to dive back into them again because I'm like, am I am I going to disappear from the world? Am I gonna <laughs> am I ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's, that's uh, my. I love that. You said something you said something that I'm going to key in on that you love books. Q. Now I got another book lover. We can do book episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just going to sit out and moderate those episodes. <laughs> Hi, I'm your host Larry King Q. <laughs> yeah, and fun fact, Q can't read. So <laughs> that's oh, No. Really Tell me about your childhood and your books. <laughs> um so I'm going to I'll 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 be transparent on this, you know little rich kid. I have video games from my earliest memory. For whatever reason, my dad was a big Atari fan. So I literally, some of my first cognizant memories are being up in our original, like kind of bonus room and my dad and me playing Frogger and Pong on the old like Atari systems. And then when I, oh, I forget what year it came out. I think I was like five or six. He got the original NES for Christmas. Santa nice. brought it to me. And it was, I mean, it was just, it was our pastime. My dad and I played Super Mario. Uh, we played, um, oh man, uh, Dig Dug and uh, there's a Pitfall. There was a, just a ton that we were just, that was our pastime. We did that and we watched movies. And so, yeah, video games have been, uh, have been a force then because then I remember you know, I had an N64 in my room and got addicted to those Mario games. There were um, like Halo tournaments in college where we were running wires between rooms. Like, so there have been chunks of my life where video games have paid, played a central part of either my friendship groups or my pastime hobbies or whatever. So I was very excited to talk this topic. Well, that sounds awesome because uh, I'm going to be honest. So I, I also, from a very young age, have had video game systems. But oddly enough, I guess I'm the weird one out. I've always had access to video game systems growing up. And I've even like specifically like owned several myself. But I have never been what I would consider a gamer. Like I am probably a very... Like on the spectrum, I'm a very like passive gamer. Like I'd, I've never played online games really. I've never played games yeah. against anyone else. Uh, but I too, like just like you, I had an Atari system growing up. It was yeah. my very first system. My dad had it and he put it in my bedroom when I was like four. We, I and found we, it ours, by the way, like five years ago in the attic and I was thrilled. And, and now you're a millionaire. It was all fried. <laughs> like it was all just Aww. broken and fried. It just did not yeah. work. I was like, no. That's the saddest discovery. It um, was like Darth Vader at the end of that shitty movie. No. But I I legitimately like grew up with video games and I got them gifted to me as well for like Christmases. And there were times that I would like play religiously, but they were like super like you guys are talking about like you know spans of years where i like actively gamed and mine would be like a span of a week where i actively <laughs> gamed and then i, I like really love that venom game right um and so i'm excited to talk about it because outside of being a video game fan um, you guys know this about me. I'm more of a tech fan. So I'm more yeah. of like, I like the concept of what it can do or what some of these systems are capable of less than, or I like that more than the fact that I can play whatever the new 
popular video game is in most cases. So I'm excited right. to talk about it from like a tech perspective of like, this is why this was groundbreaking and changed, you know, the way video games are played. But you guys may be like, and this is the best game on the system. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe I've never played that. <laughs> Um, I love that, honestly, because I have a mix of that. There's one or two of mine that are on my list specifically because of the things they can do outside of video games. But I'm nice. curious. You mentioned a term, and I do want us to talk about it really quick. Mia, yeah. would you consider yourself a gamer? I know you had that big block of time where you didn't, you were kind of blocked out. But when you were playing, did you consider yourself a gamer? Absolutely. Because I, I, I have a thought on that. Ooh, explain, please. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think because of the level of obsession that I could have achieved if it would have been nursed. Right. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I know for a fact, if I had continued the trajectory that I was on when I was in my early teens, mm -hmm. kept that going, esports would have been a job that I would have right now. If that wow. if would have been allowed to continue on and I didn't have the life upsets that I did that absolutely would have been a thing for me. Absolutely. <gasps> See, this is what? even more exciting now yeah. because I, again, I think I split the middle between you and Q because while I was very honest about video games being a huge part of lots of essential times of my life, mm -hmm. I would never consider myself a gamer mm -hmm. because World of Warcraft. I suck at video games. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't though. I suck at specific, I suck at certain video games, but sure. like I never got into the World of Warcraft online gaming world. I never got into, you know, Halo tournaments and the Call of Duties and the Fortnites and things like that. I'm going to call I, bullshit because I'm pretty sure you did just describe running LAN cables in between rooms in college to play Halo, which sounds very tournamenty to me. It, it it is, but then I wait, wait 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 let me let me explain though I abandoned it pretty quickly after it got into the like everyone was expert level taking this way too seriously creating brackets I just liked to play Halo with my friends because that's sure. the type of gamer that I am is yeah. I will buy Red Dead Redemption and I'll spend eighty hours in the solo story and never play the multiplayer that everyone's obsessing about I bought. Star Wars Battlefront years ago and then uh, realized it was only an online co-op game and just never played it. I wanted a single person Star Wars shooter game mm -hmm. and I did not, I, I do not consider myself like that community gamer. I'll find like a, a game like Stunt Racer on N64 or, you know, Mario 64, something like that. And I'll get obsessed with that game and completing everything about it. But it's something I'm doing. I'm not doing it with Trevor in Australia. I'm doing it. It's my game. Yeah. So that's Trevor. so I so I never and I had roommates in college that were obsessed with World of Warcraft and I made fun of them religiously. And so for whatever reason, I never connected with that aspect of what I considered labeling myself a gamer as. Mm. It was always Isn't like it? I like this game and I like this thing and woo, Toad has a puzzle game. Isn't it hilarious? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, um, uh, one of the reasons why I had actually stopped gaming it was for two separate occasions um, that I went on this chunk where I was like, oh, maybe not. One was, <laughs> one was I remember specifically walking into this one woman's house, some other 
and the house was not up to code for normal. Uh. And uh, I found out it was because she constantly played that game. So her kids were basically raising themselves. She was that level of obsessed that she couldn't manage to take care of her house or her kids. And I was like, is that going to be me? And then- Did you also look around and realize there were camera crews everywhere and you were on an episode of Hoarders? Oh my God. You know, I should have done that, but I was too traumatized. I couldn't see anything else. (laughs) And then the other one- (laughs) was uh, one of my best friends, ex-husbands, was a really big Call of Duty gamer to the point where he neglected his roles as a husband and as a father. And th- both of those terrified me. And yeah. I didn't have a husband. I didn't have a house of my own, but I didn't want to get to that point. So I was like, <laughs> should, should I behave with the rest of society and not do this thing? <laughs> there were other... Speaking- <laughs> Stuff, but it was, it you're, was like, you're like Ebenezer Scrooge you're like I saw what my the future could be and I'm terrified of it I, I, and I really really was and I, now that I'm I'm an adult here adult I could I can manage myself and there's streaming platforms right right create a schedule and all that other stuff and I'm developing those things with with my own patreon members and all that other stuff but outside of that I have to be careful when I get into into a game. I'm also obsessive about making sure I complete a game because same, Zelda is same. one of my favorite games, but I have never completed a Zelda game ever. Uh, a Link I to honestly my favorite. I've never completed it. I I actually uh to to nerd out with you for a second, Mia. I got the updated remastered version of Link of the Past uh, for the Switch, and it's so good. It's uh-huh. so great. Um, Breath of the Wild, I don't think, uh, I know people have done it online. I just don't think it's possible to complete that game. There were like a thousand of those little Kikamu seeds and that just fuckers. Uh-uh. It's a no great way. game. It's not a great Zelda game. Man, I, I'll be honest. I was addicted, capital A, to Breath of the Wild when it came oh out. I had, I had to complete it. Like I had You're to get it. the sword. I loved it. I loved it. I talked to Q about it religiously for a while. Oh, and cool. I just listened because I don't I don't know what he's talking about. He's like Kikamu <laughs> seeds, and I'm like, sure, Pikachu like, beads. And uh, he's like, well, I, when you know, is Zelda a strong warrior? And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't at all. Uh, actually, I have a very like on a more serious kind of note. I have a question. So, um, Mia, I would love to get your perspective on something. Yes. Uh, so, as the passive gamer that I I have admitted that I am, you know, mm-hmm. um, there are times, there is one thing I like to do, which maybe is a little different than what Jay said. I do like to play with people in video games. I like solo stories a lot, but I yeah. also occasionally like a, a solid, like two player game. I'm not a multiplayer online. Um, so here's the deal. I got super obsessed with like the Lego games for a while. Like, and still, like, yeah. I really like the Lego games. They're Those very games fun. Are so, Your enjoyment. Can't yeah. recommend them. I can't recommend them highly enough. And uh, I'm going to call out my wife here for a second. Um, and there have been times where I've been like, hey, I want to like play. And she, unfortunately, was kind of like, for lack of a better word, bullied as a kid into the fact that girls shouldn't play video games. I right? hate that. Like that, that's kind of this like, fallout thing that's happened now that was my first experience like hearing that 
from a, from a, a prominent female in my life. Right. She explained to me like this happened and she was like, so I don't really play video games. I don't really feel comfortable playing video games. It kind of took all the fun out of it for me. Right. <sighs> so, so that happened. Well then like uh, my, I have two older daughters and uh, both of them, started playing video games. They got super into playing video games. And then I found out that they were getting bullied for playing video games by other males in their lives or in school. People were like, girl, video games aren't for girls. Like you can't, you're going to suck at it. Like you can't play. So I want to know Mia as somebody who apparently gaming was a very big part of your life. What is your experience with that kind of mentality been? Um, Okay, uh, so let's get into I, it because yeah, I want to talk yeah, to you yeah, about it. It's, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> I, terrible and that was yeah. another. So I have very specific memories. I uh, my very first boyfriend. Um, I remember he had an Xbox and a Wii, and he gave me a disc to put, and it had been so so long at that point for me to play video. I didn't know the new consoles very well. So I did, sure. I wasn't paying attention to which disc was supposed to go on which console. So he said, here, put this in a console. And he had a group of his dude friends there. Oh, and I no. put it into the wrong console. Oh no. And they laughed at me notoriously. It is, and it was like, this is why girls don't play games. But I'm the oldest of three. Sure. The whole reason why my siblings love video games is because I was obsessed. Now my sister yeah. is a way better adult than I could ever be. And she will always be the better adult. She's practically the oldest. I'm literally just born earlier. My brother, on the other hand, he is obsessed with video games. And uh, a lot of it dealt with, we would play together. I was a bully of a sister. We would play <laughs> together. I'd wreck his world. And now he's a way better gamer than me. He had way more time to get better at it than I did. Yeah, And the motivation. Yes, exactly. We are quite competitive with each other, even outside. <laughs> video game. Um, but a lot of the reason why I don't play a lot of online games, even though if I had been nurtured, I probably could wreck shit. No problem is because dudes come on there and they're like, Oh, a vagina time to pester. And it's like, I just, look, look, uh, I just wreck shit and then drop the mic quite literally. Exactly, That's exactly. That's all I want to do now. Um, but this is, it is constant. And it's, um, there's, there's a thing within the gaming community where males complain that stream platforms like Twitch are female dominated because people want to watch women play games because we're more aesthetically pleasing. Um, but we get so much negative feedback from from dudes that are just like gatekeeping or you know that whole make me a sandwich thing that was a meme for yeah. like 10 years stupid it, it's just this constant ever flow of we made the game consoles so you can't play the game consoles it's like it's like um there's esports and then there's regular sports women can't play men's sports they can't be as good as sport and it's the same over here in video games. We made it, you can't play it type of thing. And women con uh, make up 51% of the gaming community. That's more than men. Yeah. So it's it's a- It's yeah, math, it's simple rough. math. And yeah. I, I definitely wanna, and, and the reason I specifically asked that question is because uh, I think, and I found out because I am a male non-active gamer, mm -hmm. uh, 
that it it very much has flown under the radar for me. I have yeah. I was never grown up or I never grew up or was kind of indoctrinated with the mindset that like females are inferior in any way. So that was never anything that even yeah. entered into my head. Like my female best friends could play video games equally as good as I could. Why would I think otherwise? So yeah. because I am a very self-centered person, I never imagined that other people could think something <laughs> other than that. Yeah. And so when it started to like introduce itself into my world via my wife or via my daughters, uh, I thought that it was important. And when I saw that we were going to be doing this topic and we have a wonderful female representative host on our show, I thought it was an important opportunity to kind of put it out there in the world that high five the podcast. I know Project Nerd, our generous overlords, also have the same feeling Let's end the stigma now. Guys, video games are for everyone. Like everyone. literally, literally anyone. I've seen some videos on YouTubes of monkeys playing video games. Like they're literally for any, any person that want anything that wants to play a video game. I've seen a should be able to play a video game. And it just blew my mind. And so I wanted to know about your experience with I want to jump on this uh, this train a little bit because Q, I'm in a similar boat as you as, and this again comes from me, I guess, in being in my own bubble and not part of the online world or my naivety or whatever. I don't know. It, it's a lot of it's probably on me, but I had no idea about this idea my entire life. I remember uh, it was before Spike, but G4 TV. You guys remember G4 oh, yeah. TV yes. or whatever. I remember the appeal of G4 TV being like, wait, hot chicks like video games? I, and it blew my mind because in my world, I played video games mainly with my dude friends. That's just who had video games and lived near me. That was just what it was. It wasn't any malicious intent to keep girls away. They just didn't want to play with us. And I was like, oh, it's something girls don't like, not aren't good at, but don't mm -hmm. like. Yeah. So when G4 started coming out and I was like, wait, Girls like video games? I have a new conversation topic that I can use <laughs> with the with this with the gender that terrifies me. And uh it it was it was baffling to me that everyone was like, girls shouldn't play. It's like, no, no, we we want girls, we like girls. Let's have them be a part of the things we like. And so it was so confounding to me. And and you know, Q, you mentioned. Um, Haley, I mean, Amanda is not really an online gamer either, but I will sit, I don't even play. I will just sit and watch her play Assassin's Creed games because one, she's amazing at them. And two, they're fun as hell to watch. Yeah. Like there's no, I, I don't see a downside. I've never seen a downside. And I remember the first time it really came to me was, it's not, what was it? It's not Pizzagate, but there was like a, an issue years ago and it had a something gate assigned to it and it was the online was gamergate gamergate i think it was gamergate yeah because it was the male populated dicks online were waging a war against female gamers and i was like wait what are we doing <laughs> yeah i actually didn't know that that was a thing i mean i always knew there was this yeah. against each other thing but i didn't know there was like a it, I just remember it exploded at one point and it was on a particular platform. Mm. It wasn't Twitch, but it was like pre-Twitch. There was something. I, I don't remember. And, and our listeners can remind me in the comments, but there was something, there was a specific incident 
that made Gamergate kind of blow up in the news. And mm. it, the sub story of it was female gamers are getting discriminated against and, and harassed and all this. And I was like, what, what, what? I get like, I get guys being dicks to women because that's just built into their DNA for whatever goddamn reason. But like pushing them out of the gaming world was uh, so foreign to me. You take, you, you take so much money out of the gaming world if you exclude the women. That's, that's yeah. one thing. But also th there's so many discussions that, yeah. that happen in game because they are modeled for men all the men get the cool, like the, the actual armor armor and all the women, like the higher up you go, the less clothing that you're wearing as your armor. Yeah. And that was, that was a topic. And th you gotta be a Laura Croft. You can't be- Yeah, the body you know, proportions are, are ridiculous and all that other stuff. It's a whole-, yeah. whole yeah. I mean, speaking as a super hot dude that video games often, um, I understand that <laughs> it's like a very like- I mean, you modeled your whole look after Kronos. Pleasing exactly yes go. definitely i have a giant beard and i'm ripped uh for everybody who's listening to this show i'm like totally stupid true. ripped just like <laughs> muscles on muscles like my my biceps have six packs like it's stupid sometimes i'm like whoa is that chris hemsworth and it's not it's not it's just me i do speak with an australian accent from time to time but uh no, I, I think this is a perfect way to segue into our list for this week, which is top five video game systems. And boom, I'm going to add a caveat on that. Top five gender neutral video game systems. Yes. <laughs> because Boy, guess what? Off. All video game systems are gender neutral. It doesn't I'm matter. Everyone is allowed to play. Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's list. This is where we make a list. The list. Three, two. List. Okay. My number five. Yes. Ah, yes. Is the Switch. Oh, nice. It's my. So it's it's the one console I have so desperately wanted to own, but do not own. I love the idea. I I just. Look, Nintendo gets it right. They they let yeah. you play on the big screen. They let you play handheld. It's like this is, this is the perfect mesh, and I don't get to enjoy it. And it, that's why it's my number. It's like the All one. Right, that every <laughs> every listener right now, we need you to chip into the get me a, a Nintendo Switch fund. Please. Uh, switch Mia. <laughs> hashtag Switch Mia. <laughs> I. Uh, I, I love that. I, honestly, uh, Mia, and not to not to add, uh, dig the knife in deeper, we, we do have one, and I can tell you it is fantastic. One of the things that Nintendo does right is I think Nintendo um, focuses around the fun of mm -hmm. games and, like, how gaming could be done. So that's why, you know, when they had the Wii and it was the handheld controls, it was such a big deal. And this, yeah. they're always looking for ways that, enhance the game of it where i think playstation and xbox really focus on the tech of it yes. and I, I love that about nintendo um switch isn't on my list because there are i, I couldn't have them all be nintendos uh so <laughs> my my number five may be a weird choice for a lot of people but it was one that meant a lot to me and it was the sega dreamcast nice i the sega dreamcast had a short lifespan it wasn't it was the swan song of the sega 
franchise basically as a console maker, but we had so many, like I have so many memories of staying up until like four in the morning playing fighting games in my, my buddy's dorm on Dreamcast or um, Unreal Tournament kind of started playing. We started playing that on Dreamcast and there were so many of those games and I have such a fond memory of, I got really into gaming with friends through the Dreamcast. And I don't know, it's just, that had to be on my list somewhere, but it wasn't, wasn't good enough to be higher than five. But yeah, that one, that one made a big impression on me. I like that. Uh, I like both of those choices. Uh, Mia, you and I can geek out about the Switch because I will tell you it's on my list somewhere. Da, 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 da. But it's not at number five. Uh, but that, that, my number five is also held by a Sega system. Uh, my, my number five is the Sega Genesis. Um, I love it. So, like I said, I've always been a tech guy. I've always been on the more hardware side of things, less on the software. Uh, Very rapid fire succession as a kid. We had the Atari when the NES came out, we got an NES. And then as soon as the Sega Genesis launched, we got a Sega Genesis. And I can say definitively um, that the Sega Genesis kind of changed in my mind from a, I would say Sega to, to what you said, to your credit, Jay, Sega was the closest to a Nintendo as far as a video game system manufacturer than, uh, than say a PlayStation or an Xbox that would come later. They did, Sega seemed more focused on like, okay, like how could we make this experience more fun, more engaging, right? And so they came out with like several generations of like strange uh, boundary pushing systems. You got uh, the Sega Genesis, then you got a a Sega Saturn, and then you got a Sega CD. Uh, They really were- I had all of the above. Uh, They were amazing. But the biggest thing that I remember from a Sega is there was a slight like um, hardware leap as far as like Mm -hmm. the graphics and what the system could do, especially with like audio um, from the NES to the Sega. And so for me, I remember getting a Sega and playing and always having the Sega, like that would come up um, (laughs) before, before, or um, they also had the Sega that would come. That was up the one on before. the Sonic games. Yep, and I just remember having such a cool. Like I was so into the idea because with Nintendo, you basically all of your audio was limited to like bleep bloop bleep 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 bleep. Your sixteen bit yeah. like audio or thirty two bit audio, um, yeah. but Sega had like actual like vocals or like yeah. soundtracks and. I just remember thinking, whoa, that makes this game like so much more immersive because it sounds like like a real thing. It's not just bleeps and bloops anymore. Like this is really pushing it. Like when Sonic would spin, it'd be like, you know, it just made all these like really cool sound effects. So fuck the games that were on the system. It sounded (laughs) cool as shit. And so that is why uh... the Sega is my number five. I remember being really obsessed with Sewer Shark on the Sega CD because it was like one of the first kind of 3D world games. And literally all I was doing, you were going through tubes and you had to maneuver through the tubes and it was dumb as hell. But for whatever reason, the graphics on it like blew my mind. I was like, video games can do amazing things. Exactly. So yeah, so earn my number five, Sega. uh, Sorry, I almost said Dreamcast, not Dreamcast, the Sega Genesis. 
Yes. My number oh. four is the Xbox One. Ooh, and Wait, I, Xbox One or Xbox, the first Xbox? Uh, Xbox One. Okay, Spell that, that was a one, confusing yeah. as shit for me, by the way, when they came out with Xbox One. I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, is this a re-release of the original system? I don't understand. I've been an I've been an Xbox guy. Like we were, you know, when when I was growing up, we had either a Sega or a Nintendo. We didn't have both, and it's same same as an adult. Um, so I I didn't have any of the PlayStation games. So when Xbox, while I was an Xbox guy, their naming so dumb. The the worst. So dumb. Yeah. But it earned you its spot on your list for a reason. It, so why? Yeah. It is my main console right now yeah <laughs> ah mostly because of the ease um i have always considered myself to be a nintendo and sony girl um i never believed in pc i never believed in microsoft uh literally this year and maybe a little bit of well this year mm, i mean 2020 and 2019 were years right. that i was open to <laughs> xbox and uh pc um, I, I was so against it at one point, I uh, specifically with PC, I had an ex-boyfriend buy me a controller that hooked up to a PC so I could play games on the PC with a controller because I was so, it was too many buttons and configurations. The, sure. I was never a PC guy. I would always have to have the controller hookup because yes. that was how I but played. The Xbox One there's there's an ease there that I've grown comfortable mm -hmm. with. I've been able to play with. I was I have a friend. His name is is Mike. He's one of my closest friends, and he is an avid Xbox gamer because um, he's a quadriplegic, and they have uh, uh, I don't know what the term is, but it's it's you know the gaming that allows for right. for someone in his condition to be able to play. And yeah. suddenly my heart was like. Oh my gosh! Yes, they're the console that does this thing for my friend. I I want to be inclusivity, inclusive, inclusive gaming, inclusive gaming. Yes, that is that is what it is. So my so uh, I now have a um, a controller that was personalized just for me. Oh, <laughs> her name is Rhapsody, and and that is that is my Xbox One controller. So Sick. there we go. My number. I love it because of, of of the heart factor. I love that. That's awesome. I love it. Also, you are officially the most gamery person on here because you have a personalized controller. That yeah. like puts you beautiful. That puts you in like an upper echelon of like you game more than we game. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that. It. Um my my number 4 is is the system that sort of immersed me in getting addicted to games and it was the n64 the nintendo 64 to me was life-changing because i had it it was it came out the perfect time where i was a teenager i had it like in in my room you know playing goldeneye with friends gex 64 um i mean our obviously mario 64 was just a game changer in the mario world and it's still one of my favorite Mario games to this day. So for me, the N64 had to be on this list. Uh, while I think that some of the technical achievements it made were improved upon by other systems, um, that's why it's not higher. But for me personally, I, I, GoldenEye and Mario 64, I think are the games I have played most in my life, okay. just hours wise. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, I have a personal connection with that console that I just love it. I, I love that. I, I, in a weird way, have the opposite effect of that in that I never once, you ready for this? Everybody brace themselves. I never once in my entire life have played a Nintendo 64. That's a shame. Man. I never, like, I never had one. My family, after the NES came out, my family dropped Nintendo. Like we started going with every other video game manufacturer and I never owned, spoiler alert, I never owned another Nintendo system until the Wii came out. Like wow. that. So I went from NES to Wii was like my experience with Nintendo. <laughs> and crap. I will tell you, I will tell you this because of that, this is also going to just rock everybody's world. I have never been a Mario or Zelda fan because mm. I've never played the games. Like I've played the original Mario game. Sure. But sure. beyond that, I never like, and I take that back. I have played like Super Mario Bros. 3 at some sure, point. Sure. But that's one maybe with, like, one of the, the best. Cattail and the fireballs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but beyond that, like I never experienced those games again. I played wow. Zelda, like the original on NES, but. That was it. So they like totally dropped off my radar. So when people get all like geeked out, they're like, oh my God, a new Zelda game or a new Mario game. I'm like, that sounds cool, I guess. Like I've never played them, so I don't really know. And I will tell you this, I feel like those are games that you have to have a nostalgia factor to back it up because I have tried since to like jump into those games. Like, oh, I'm going to play whatever the new Mario is. Super Mario Odyssey now. And I'm like, this is fun, but it's kind of childish and kind of yeah. stupid. Like, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. a dumb. I'm sorry. Hold on. This is just this is just my opinion. Don't everybody it tweet is, at me. No, or, you're not wrong. Like, or like stab me with swords at once. Um, it just wasn't. It, I was kind of like, I didn't have any sort of like nostalgic memory to back up like why this game is fun. So I'm literally looking at it as a very unobjective like player. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, this is kind of dumb and makes no sense. Like, I don't understand the appeal of this. I get that Mario's cute and now he has a hat with eyeballs on it. But like, <laughs> okay, you know what I mean? Like, it was just weird. So anyway, that was a really like long way of saying that Nintendo is going to disappear from my list. Probably. <laughs> so <laughs> that's totally fine. Uh, my, my number four is also, Mia, the current system that I own. And my number four is a PS4. Nice. And it made my list for one major reason. And Joey, you're smiling, so I know that you probably know what it is. It made my list because it is the first and only home console with a functional VR unit. The fact that you can play functional VR. Now, Nintendo has the Labo that you can make kind of a 3D VR thing, but it's not like true VR. Yeah. PlayStation is great. I've always been a PlayStation guy. I've owned PlayStations. But PS4 took a leap forward, not only in like, you know, video quality, Xbox One, they are about 
comparable as far as like the game quality graphics that they can put out. They both have Blu-ray players. Like they're both kind of home media consoles. But the one thing for me that really set the PS4 apart was the PSVR capability. So I almost listed just PSVR as my number four, but because it's not (laughs) a standalone console, yeah, you my have work- to have the PS4. My workaround was the, the PS4 with the VR. And I will tell you, if you've never played it, I know, Jay, you have. Mia, have you played PSVR before? No, I don't think okay. so. Okay. Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Now, is it a high-functioning VR system like an Oculus or, mm-hmm. you know, several of the other, like, PC uh, VR systems? No. But okay. the fact that you can just, like, have a ps4 and you buy this 200 accessory essentially and now it's a full functioning vr unit is fun as shit the first game yep. and that's the only game i want to talk about on it that i played was batman arkham vr <laughs> and as a lifelong diehard batman fan yes. it was the first time that i was able to be batman like i <laughs> Your dream was Batman. It did. And maybe yeah. that's why I'm just so like hung up on the system. But I, I put down the goggles. And the first time that I, because there's this point in the game in the very beginning where you like look in a mirror. And I put down the goggles <laughs> and I turn and I look in the mirror. And I'm moving and Batman's moving. And I'm like, I'm Batman. Like, I was like, this is. <laughs> It was one of the most like glorious moments in my entire life. It is the closest other than if I, you know, because I have such a ripped physique, I could probably play Batman at any point. But uh, unless that happens, it's the closest I will ever come to being able to be Batman. Um, It's so addictively fun. And Mia, I'm sure I will have all of you guys over at the house at some point. We will have just like a VR geek out time mm-hmm. and we'll just like play a bunch of different VR games. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, so that's my number four is PlayStation 4 with the caveat with of VR. <laughs> hey, oh, I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. Ooh, ooh, All right. I have to try that. Okay. Into the top ones. Um, my number three. All of right. mine are pretty much nostalgic at this point, not necessarily okay. useful. Um, but my number three is the Sega Saturn. Ooh. That's my number three. I specifically remember two games. One I can't remember, one I can. Um, Casper on the Sega Saturn. Oh, I don't think I ever played that. Look, look. I did I, play that. Oh, my God. I spent so much time. I, I love puzzle games. Sure. I, love puzzles in general i love word puzzles i do get my brain going oh it just <laughs> i go crazy I, like i have a puzzle i got it was a, a gift for christmas and i completed it in two days and it was like a wow one. and oh but anyway uh the casper one was very puzzle oriented keys switches would do things maybe it wouldn't do things you wouldn't know sometimes you heard stuff and you were like oh my god what the, what happened and like you're you're fighting against your uncles and you're trying to figure out what's going on at the manor it was just so good in the music it would it was one of the few things in my life that creeped me out and I was obsessed with at the same time. And that never happens because you guys know I'm a huge scaredy cat. But <laughs> that game was the game for me. And I, I um, have uh, 
two two friends, but one in particular, his name is Tyler, tried so hard to find me a Sega Saturn Casper game. We can only find it for the PS1, but he tried so hard. Um, wow. And I ended up giving in and I played the PS1 and just like the waves of nostalgia hit me when I when I did that. And that was like two or three years ago. And it was, it was oh, man. I love this. Uh, Hey, hey, Mia! I just found you a copy of Sega Sega Saturn Casper uh, online. You can purchase. Door. You did You not. can purchase it right now. It's forty seven dollars. I'll send you a link as soon as this episode is over. Please, please. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. I don't know. What yeah, are the make your dreams come true. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm so into that. Sega is a weird. Like I'm telling you, outside of Nintendo, and maybe that's why I stayed away from Nintendo was only because I got that fix through Sega. Yeah. Yeah, I love Sega has some like weird things that they were trying out. And I totally remember the Casper game. And I do remember like sounds would come from weird places and it mm -hmm. would just like it would like immerse you in the game. I also remember uh, there was a, a Sega CD game of Jurassic Park. Um, oh, yes, I played that one. And it also had kind of this weird, like immersive, creepy yep. vibe, like something about it just like clicked in a way that like yeah. normal yeah. console games weren't um so i love i love sega saturn i'm glad it was uh, I'm, uh, I yeah that. i that's fun i yeah i remember the thing i loved about sega was to your point earlier q is like nintendo kind of seemed like the coca-cola it was base level it was fun it was for everybody but then you got over to sega and you had like toe jam and earl and earthworm yeah. jim yeah. i i played earthworm jim for days like days Same. upon days upon days and so those weird kind of, ooh, this is a bit more mature. Leisure Suit Larry's would show up on there. And yeah. like those games were like, oh, well, this is, I'm an adult playing a Sega. So right. I, I, I totally, I totally get it. I love that Saturn showed up on the list. We've all had a Sega system, which yeah. is great. I know. Which shows poor Sega that no longer makes consoles. Guys, if you come out with a new come console, back. I will buy it. Absolutely. Like, it's like lifers. sight unseen. You could be like, you could be you like, uh, turns out. <laughs> that would, oh my God. If they came out with like an ultra system that just play, even if it wasn't a new system, what if they just came out with an ultra system that yeah. played every game from all of their previous It systems? had the CD attachment on it and the top plugin. Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Please do this. Oh. Sega people do this. Thank you. <laughs> I, um, I actually, my number three is very similar to Mia's number four because it was the system that sort of expanded my view of video game consoles outside of just their video game capabilities. And yeah. mine was the Xbox 360. Okay. okay. I remember getting the Xbox 360 in college and it being like, you being able to stream Netflix to it and you being able to connect it to your cable and you being able to, you know, like we, you know, we each had like old Xbox games that could be played, you know, up converted on it. Um, and it was, you know, it was a, a big halo system. Uh, I just, Xbox 360 was the one that sort of was like, Oh, well, this is a home entertainment module. Yeah. And that to me is how I've always looked at it since probably I graduated from college. And that's how I look at them now. I mean, I've been desperately trying to get my hands on a PS5. I mean, we're switching teams uh, or getting a PS5, but mainly it's because of the console home entertainment abilities, what it integrates with its tech 
specs. It's you and know, you know you want to play that new PS5 and, VR that's coming. Oh, I know I do. I want the Spider-Man game. Like there are games specific to the PS console that I want, but more of it is just the home entertainment console ability of it. And so yeah, so my number three is specifically in the tech plus game world that expanded my view. Yeah, I love that. I actually am gonna just jump on board with that. My number three is also the Xbox 360. Nice. Um, I went back and forth with the Xbox and the Xbox 360 for yeah. my number three, um, mainly because Xbox so when I. it came out, when it came out, when Xbox came out, it kicked every other system's ass as far as tech specs, like yeah. what it was doing graphically at the time when it came out and it was new on the market. Microsoft had never put out a game mm -hmm. system before. It was this new weird like foray into like bridging the gap between computer gaming and console gaming. And I had one and it kicked ass. And there was, there was a game that I played all the time called, um, Oh fuck. No, I can't think of it. Uh, 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 light, light and dark shit. Hmm. Um, yeah. yes, I can't think of the name. It had like a, pi a, a pig, a pig was like a, uh, a do shit. Hold on. Yes. Mia, find this game for me, please. Or it's a pig I like the idea. I like yeah, the idea of pig. the name of it being light and dark shit sounds like a medical thing uh xbox light and i'm gonna i'll, I'll cut this out of the episode no uh powerful elemental force is this a dark and light the dark descent no that's not no that's no. another one that's funny assassin's creed the ezio collection has has a pig on the front of it that's weird Oh, uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good. Oh, all right. So, yeah, I was thinking light and dark just because good and evil. That's it. All right. So Beyond Good and Evil was the game. And uh, it was a game that was on the original Xbox. And I that was one of the first games that I like plugged into and played like from beginning to end in like a week or two and it was awesome it was world buildy graphically it was crazy impressive it had a kick-ass story it was super cinematic uh do i know even it's now it's impressive now, yeah i'm looking yeah. at the pictures of gameplay and stuff yeah they did uh now to be fair you got to make sure you're looking at the right ones because they did do a remaster yep about I, 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 a year or two ago um but awesome awesome game and, uh, but I have to put for the exact same reasons, the only reason that Xbox 360 edged that game and system out was for the same reasons that Jay is saying, even though the first one was a big technological leap, the Xbox 360 was the first one to like truly make the change from just having a home console to an entertainment console. Yeah. Like it changed what a console was um yeah. no longer was it just a cool thing to play video games on but it became you know a way to browse the internet or a way to watch movies or a way to stream music or a way to do like all of these things and play yeah. video games um and so 360 was an awesome one one of the games that i loved most on 360 um was 
uh, the Spider-Man game that came out on 360. Yes. Was an awesome game. Um, super, super fun. There was a uh, Chronicles of Riddick game that came out. On... I never played that one. It was fucking awesome. Like the movie, <laughs> the movies may have sucked ass, but it was, uh, it was a really, <laughs> really fun, cool game. Uh, but yeah, so 360 for me as well, uh, just it. because it, you know, super changed what, you know, video game consoles would yeah. be looked at for us forever. Like that, yeah. that has continued. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's a, I think that's a great Ooh. stopping place to hear from some sponsors. Uh, and then we will come back and list our top two video game systems of all time. Hey, are you tired of watching kid movies without all of the good stuff that adults like? Are there no titties in your tunes? Well, come to Re-Raiders, where we'll turn your PG movies R. Talk to this satisfied customer. Well, me and my son, we were watching E.T., and I thought to myself, what this movie needs is some more wanks. So I took my E.T. to Re-Raiders, we watched it, and instead of the version where the guns are turned into microphones, now, when E.T. flies off, soldiers are holding huge hairy testicles. Yeah, you know what? We put dicks in it. Come on down to Re-Raiders. We take all of those awful, sappy, sad movies like Old Yeller, and we put things like tanks and exploding heads and lots of the F word, like, go fuck yourself if you like PG movies. Come on down to Re-Raiders. We'll turn your PG movies R. Are you looking at me, maggot? It's time for your kids to get in line. You come down here for potty training? Well, I'm gonna learn you something, you little motherfucker. You're gonna go in this toilet and you're gonna like it because I am Skip Larkin and this is Potty Punisher's Boot Camp. You're gonna learn to take a piss like an adult. Shut the hell up, baby. I'm tired of you peeing on yourself. Slap! <laughs> That's how <I'll> Skip Larkin. baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Skip Larkin deals with adolescent children that just won't use the damn potty. Snapping their necks. I'm tired of your baby bullshit. Your parents are sick of it too. You're gonna learn to poo-poo or pee-pee in the potty, or you're gonna be dead. Not endorsed by the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> or high five the podcast. All right. Perfect. Mia, I'm so oh. pumped to hear. As the resident gamer now, so now you are the official gamer of high five the podcast. Game as the, the resident as the as the resident gamer, what consoles really just like tickle your fancy? Your top two, like what? What's happening there? Um, well, I, I mean, the top three were already super nostalgic, so yeah. now it's a matter of 
which one had the most effect and which one I played the most. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. My top two specifically. Um, so my number two is the Super Nintendo. Nice. It's the first one Such that I remember having in my house. Um, it's the first one that had like, you know, the, the, the keys, the like the password keys that you'd have to press yep. in, in, in yep. order. And that in itself was its own puzzle, which I loved. <clears throat> I Super Mario World, come on. Fighting Super games. Super Mario World is, oh. It's just, it. it's the console that set it off for me, that started yeah. me. And then Sega Saturn came in clutch and was like, I got you now. And that was, <laughs> I was done. I was done. That was By it. the way, so, Sega Saturn, apparently very sultry. I have Super sultry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Christ. Sega Saturn. <laughs> it was... I remember like blowing into the cartridges for it. I, I like the color scheme is forever ingrained in my head. I just, it's, it was perfect. Yep. It was perfect. Those little purple uh, pole <laughs> things. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take your word on it. Cause once again, never had it, never played it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I assume it, I, I assume it was pretty great. It was. So my, my two and one, could have easily been switched and swapped and I flipped and flopped them a couple different times. It ended up being coming down to nostalgia versus tech, I think. So my number two is uh, fittingly the PlayStation two. Okay. The PlayStation two took what games could do graphically and story wise to a whole different level. It was the, it was the, the growth of what PlayStation had started you know, as their like tech console with the PlayStation One, but PlayStation Two had games like Silent Hill Two, which still to this day may be one of my favorite games that's ever been made. It is one of the scariest, creepiest, most terrifying games that's out there. Um, I remember uh, um, uh, Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation Two doing things with secrecy and hiding and shadows that I'd never seen done before. The amount of story that they would cram into their games, it was just light years beyond what I thought games could do. And since then, everything is kind of held to that standard of like, I still look back at scary games and say, is this as scary as Silent Hill 2? And most of the time the answer is no, unless it's Resident Hill or Resident Evil 7 in VR. Oh, like, yeah. like game in VR. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's horrifying, but yeah. So the PlayStation Two to me was just so consequential in the world of gaming, and then for me, what games could be. So yeah, number two. Um, I love that. I think that's a great point. I do have to point out, as a not gamer nerd, mm. uh, the if you were referencing Metal Gear Solid, that was actually a PS One game. Metal Gear Solid Two: I, Sons of Liberty was PS2, so I just wanted to correct. Just wanted to throw that out no, there. We all know gamers can be super aggressive people, so <laughs> I appreciate you saving me from that cue. Yes, that that was the Metal Gear Solid game I played. Um, I my number two is my return to the Nintendo systems. My number two is the Nintendo Switch. Uh, from a purely technical standpoint. It is the most ingenious way to re-engage gamers in a console war that, let's be honest, every iteration since the Xbox 360 or PS2 has essentially just been the same thing, but more powerful. 
So each one has just been a raise in graphic capability and home networking ability, right? Mm -hmm. Um, with the exception of PS4, which is why it made my list, because it introduced something really fresh and new to the market. Right. The The Switch did the exact same thing. They yeah. took a console and said, hey, what's something that's not being done? How about a portable and home console? And let's just mm -hmm. combine them into the one. They tried to do that a little bit with the, uh, the Wii U, which was yeah. a... A less successful. I think you had a Wii U, right, Jay? I did. the 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 huge failing of the Wii U versus the Switch was that the Wii U, like little iPad thing that came with it, wasn't solo usable. Like I couldn't walk into the other room and right. play with it. It was had to be like right next to the controller. It was just a big clunky controller with controller a on it. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's the most. That's the biggest thing that I give to Nintendo. Um, you know now that Sega is dead, RIP. Uh, that's the biggest credit that I give to Nintendo is, Jay, you made this point early on. Nintendo really makes an effort to say, what makes games more enjoyable? What makes yeah. the experience more enjoyable? And they have no fear, it seems, of taking risks as far as like, yeah. let's try and redefine how you interact with the game. Yeah. This and the Wii battled it out for the number two spot because the Wii also changed the way that yeah. we game in general the Wii introduced you know motion controls and the concept of having motion controls and interactivity with the television as like a normalcy and even the ps4 integrated that into their controller as well um, thing, yeah. exactly so so that was a big game changer but i i as a new father bought a Nintendo Switch specifically for the reason that I wanted to be able to play my console games while upstairs in like yep. my son's room while he's going to bed or while hanging out with Haley and the in stages of her being pregnant. The idea was right. that I could have this and it could go with me in my life. I got the fun of playing a console game and not like a, a, uh, compartmentalized version made for right. you know portable system but like a full functioning fleshed out video game um yeah. and i loved it and i really think that they've killed it my only complaint and i i hear rumors that they're going to remedy this my only complaint is that power wise uh as far as graphic capability it's not the best it looks right. great it looks great handheld but when you hook it up to an HD TV that's larger than 40 inches per se, you really start to see that it is operating graphically at like a previous gen system level. Like it yeah. can't handle it can't handle the amount of graphic processing that say you're like Xbox One or PS4 can even. It's like kind of yeah. predating that. Um, well, and that's so a, that's, that's my, a very I was dancing around that earlier uh, because I, I agree with that totally. I think that while Xbox and PlayStation really focus on the tech elements of it, Nintendo isn't as focused on the graphical elements, more on the experience and fun elements. That's why, you know, games like Mario Party can be so engaging and have, you know, very simple graphics. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I do think they double down on that level of it. Uh, and it's noticeable. It's, it's you know, 
it's not a knock against them, but it is something they have chosen to focus on. Sure. Well, I'm excited to find out our number ones. And I do, I am slightly disheartened to know that definitively there's no way we're all matching on our number ones. Yep. I can say that. I can say that now, but I am excited to hear what everyone's favorite system is. So Mia, go for it. My number one is the PlayStation 2. Hey, awesome. That is my console. That is my console. Even now, even it's so one, good. It doesn't work, but I still have it because I need to have a PlayStation 2 with me. It's in a box <laughs> in one of my closets. <laughs> I don't know how to fix it. I don't know who can fix it, but it's, it's there. Um, it is. Hold on, Mia. Let me find you someone to fix your PS2. <laughs> <laughs> someone will be at your house in 10 minutes. Baby. Okay. Um, I have. There's so many games that I could list, but I'll just list the one that really had me truly obsessed with the PlayStation 2. And I remember when the ad for this game played on the TV, I was in the living room. I I have this memory both in first person and in third person because it's that ingrained into me. I was uh, sitting on the floor by the coffee table and I wasn't facing the TV, but I heard the song used for this game, the main song. And I whipped my head around because I needed to know where it came from because I'm, I'm a very music oriented person. And so I was like, what is this? And I turned around and it was the simple and clean song used for the Kingdom Hearts game. And I was like, you telling me anime meets Disney and I get <laughs> good music. Is that what you're telling me right now? And I was I was hooked. I was hooked. That was it. That I'm pretty was sure. I- I'm pretty sure I see a Kingdom Hearts picture behind you. Sort of Star Wars Kingdom yes, Hearts. Yep. Right there. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's my. That's I, my <laughs> I. I. I remember there were a handful of games that came out for that system, um, and and I've listed a couple. But Q, you'll remember this because uh, when you lived with us for a time and you brought your PlayStation and said, oh yeah, it connects to the PlayStation store and you can download like old PlayStation games. The very first game I asked you about and I found and played for hours when you lived with us was Shadow of the Colossus. Yep. I loved Shadow of the Colossus so fucking much. And I still love that game. And that game needs to be remade and redone and re-updated and everything. That game was so good. And you can basically only find it on the PlayStation 2. Yes. At least from yeah, my memory. I, I 100% agree. Uh, and I, Jay, I'm going to just go ahead and skip order here real quick because okay. PS2 is also my number I one. I knew it! I knew it! Uh, PS2 awesome. for me, and almost for the exact same reason, Mia, the Kingdom Hearts game for me was massive. As far as... Um, you know, like I said, I'm a I'm a fair weather gamer. I'm not, you know, my I, my I don't play a lot, but when games grab me, they really grab me. Yep. And the Kingdom Hearts series in general, I am a huge fan of. I loved the idea of mixing like a final Final Fantasy kind of aesthetic mm-hmm. and gameplay with Disney because I'm a huge Disney fan anyway. And it just yep. created such a, and it's such like on paper, it's a really weird concept. But like, if you were to put it down and be like, all right, it's Final Fantasy, but with Disney characters. And you're like, oh, that sounds weird. Like, all right. 
but it works so well. Like it that was literally the log line that got me playing that game because I, uh, uh, alert, am not a Final Fantasy fan. I did Same. not like those games. I Same. do not really like the gameplay of like stopping the game to engage in a uh, turn-based fight. But I love the story and the graphics and like the character yep. building and the world building. And yep. so when they were like Final Fantasy, but with Disney characters, like you got I'm here. The other, I'm here for this. The other game that really sold it to me that I can say that I definitively did play for hours and hours and maybe even weeks on end was the Tony Hawk series on PS2. Yes. I yes. where you could skate like in the abandoned mall and abandoned school. Dude, oh god. I played and the soundtracks from these games recently they did a, a remaster of the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 on PS4. I bought it the day it came out <laughs> and have and arguably because I'm a terrible gamer, I've only played it once <laughs> since I bought it, but that one day that I played it was magical. But the PS2 like really expanded on some of these franchises. Even to your credit, uh, Jay, like you were talking about with Metal Gear, um, I played Metal Gear Solid on PS1 and was like a dyed in the wool fan of that game. Then mm -hmm. when they released Sons of Liberty on PS2, yep. it took the game that I love and then like elevated it to the next level. I didn't know and it could get better. Exactly, and one. it did. Um, so yeah, for, for me, PS2 is like the high watermark. Yeah. And I think to this point, my like I'm always excited about new tech, but I think I have never found a system yet that has reached the echelon of my excitement when the PS2 came out. Like mm -hmm. that's the closest I've ever come to feeling that gamer need to be like, maybe I need to stand in line opening night. Like yeah. maybe yeah. I need to like do these things. Um, so PS2 will always hold like a high, a high, high, high benchmark for me as far as, um, game systems. So well, yeah, I, I just wanted to share that with you. I, I love that. I, had, well, I will. Um, go ahead, I, I, go ahead. Oh yeah. Sorry. You, no, no, you. no, no. I was going to, I was going to move on. You go. Oh, um, so it, when GameStop was a much bigger thing than it is now, um, <laughs> they would let you rent consoles. Yeah. And yep, we, I remember that. Yeah, we could not, could almost never afford consoles, so we pretty much rented the PS2, and that was that was my birthday gift that year. We rented the PS2, that was awesome. and rented Kingdom Hearts, and I lost my collective shit. That was. <laughs> I have that exact same memory, except it wasn't a GameStop that I rented it from. We had a video store called a movie gallery that oh, was right I down the street from our house. And they also rented game systems. Yeah. And that is also how for the first probably year or two that the system was out, yeah. that's how I played it was yeah. my mom would go and yeah. rent the system for me for like a week at a time or whatever. Right. And then I'd play and then it would go back. So that's funny. I also have that's that same awesome. memory yeah. with that system specifically. Oh my Ho God. Hollywood, Hollywood Video was the one that rented systems near me. Nice. Back uh, when, you know, oh. rental stores were even in existence. Yeah, they, they existed. Uh, all right. Well, here's the thing. I was saying that my one and two can flip flop pretty easily. So it's interesting because my number one's PlayStation two. So let me tell you guys what my number two was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do I it. Love, 
I'm so on board with that. <laughs> My number two is was pure nostalgia, but it's the original NES. It was the yeah. one that my dad bought after the Atari that I was actually old enough to physically sit and play with him. It was the one that got me introduced to gaming or video gaming as a hobby that I enjoyed. You know, the Mario games hold a, a, a dear place in my heart. The Zelda games hold a dear place in my heart. All of those, and it, and it is purely just that's what started me on the road of loving video games. And so that was the pure reason it was my number one initially. But like I said, it could have easily been flip-flop. So that's my number two, everybody. Okay. That's impressive. I love that. Hey, can I suggest something? Since we all jinxed and didn't do any sort of manipulation to get that outcome. Since we we all jinxed, and this is kind of weird. Normally we would like watch a movie retrospective. Can I propose that we do a follow-up Jinxie's episode to this episode and we do an episode of our top five ps2 games yes 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 please yes okay i would love to do that so stand by we will put that on the list coming at some point will be a Jinxie's episode where we collectively list out our favorite ps2 games and we can deep dive into why we loved those games and all that fun stuff Hell yeah. I love it, guys. That's a that's an excellent Yay. list. Uh, I found out so much more, and I'm so glad that we tackled a new topic that was outside of the movie realm because it really gives more. me a glimpse into you know who you guys are as people as well. Like I know you both as movie fans and lovers, <laughs> but now I know that Mia is like a professional level gamer. I know <laughs> sure is. I know that Jay is a massive liar about being a professional level gamer. And oh I know gosh. that I hardly know what a video game is. So <laughs> I am, I am, it was cool. It was a really cool like way to see another fandom that you guys share. And that's really exciting. Yeah, um, I like that. So I guess this is where we take our list and like forcibly mash it together until it makes one single mechazord of a list. Yes. Well, I I think obviously PlayStation 2 is the number one. Yes. Because we all shared it. Yes. That. Yes, I so. believe so. Yes. We all shared it with no yeah. sort of change needed. We no. all None. shared From the it. beginning. Right. First try, we all shared PS2. Done. I'm also um, going to suggest also- that I was going to suggest that Xbox 360 be number three, since both Q and I shared that. And then Mia, you had Xbox One as four. So that way it's kind of a a merge. So Xbox gets a good placement on the list. Also, it's fun because it's Xbox 360 and it's at number three. See, it all, all, you know, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I would like to argue, Mia, that you and I get the switch somewhere on on i know yeah. jay it wasn't on your list but me and i both had it so i, I, I love like it i would it say it should be on there somewhere two. yeah I was um four or two as well because it was five for me but two for you yeah i yeah, so. i will argue high on the list and here's why and you guys feel free to debate me here i will argue be- that it should maybe make number two because i feel and it hasn't happened yet but i feel like it is a huge leap forward in terms of what video game systems may be in the future as far as having that portability aspect to a actual high functioning console totally agree 
totally agree. Okay. So yeah, if, that, if, if that's at number two, that's good. I feel like some sort of Sega system should be at four. I totally. We all, we all share different, different places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I will say I loved Dreamcast, but I also loved Sega Saturn. I think Sega Saturn yeah. is a system that doesn't get a lot of love I, because you know what? Let's get it on there because it was a weird like it's one of those risk systems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Sega was like, let's just do something different. I don't know. Let's try it and see what happens. But we also um, all had pretty much an, uh, a Nintendo console, correct? Yes. We did. Agreed. I'm thinking we, we could put either the Super or the NES at number five, since you and I have both nostalgic memories of that media. Okay. And I will um, say I'm happy with the NES original being on there. I didn't have either one on my list. I've never played a super. That's the only reason that I would argue I wouldn't want to put it on the list, but I did own, and it was the only other Nintendo system that I had until the Switch. So literally, those are the only two that I can with credit back up. Totally down for any, it was on my like grand list before I chucked it down. Whittled it down. Yeah, yeah, NES, I'm totally, yeah, that's cool. All right, so well, if we put that at five and Saturn at four, I think okay. that gives us a pretty representative and a good I list. will. I'm going to throw something out there. This is totally going to fuck things up with the Sega thing. <laughs> okay. I will say the only thing that would push me, once again, I'm fine sacrificing the original Sega. It was kind of a generic system. It did push things forward, but not hugely. The only reason that I might lean towards the Dreamcast, even though it was the shortest lived system, and I just have to put that out there for video game fans who are listening, it did introduce something super weird, and that was a video memory cartridge where you could actually like download your characters that you created, and it essentially acted like a Tamagotchi, kind of. Um, I so and vaguely remember that. <laughs> that is such a weird, like, be- I almost feel like it was a precursor to the Switch. Like, they were like, what if, like, <laughs> you had a piece of this console that you could just, like, take with you and play a game on separately away from the system? Now, did they do it successfully? No. No. But there is <laughs> one other thing that I have to bring attention to, and this doesn't matter. It's just a really funny story, and we've never talked about this. On the Dreamcast, there was a game called Seaman. Now, Seaman, I had, because I had a Dreamcast, Yeah, right. was a Tamagotchi-style game where you were raising a fish that had a human face. I remember that. That, that wait a minute was super salty and rude, like he would be super rude to you, and was voiced by Leonard Nimoy. And and it came with a microphone attachment that you put into the controller and you could talk to your Seaman AI creature. Holy Uh, (laughs) shiitake. It is the craziest bet. So... That's my argument for Dreamcast is because it did so many weird boundary pushing things that it's and also had the capabilities why, of the Saturn. It is probably why Sega went out of business because they were like <laughs> they spent a lot of development money on things that people were like, we don't even need or want that. Like that's yeah. super weird. 
but it because it exists in this weird like <laughs> enigma of a thing that's that's my only argument but i'm fine for sega saturn because i also love the sega saturn which i also owned but that's that's me i'll let the choice i'll let the choice be yours since i have uh gonna hand that choice to you sir well then then i would honestly say dreamcast because of all (laughs) all of those reasons you you came in ready there q no i really wasn't i had forgotten i had forgotten about that game i'm gonna be honest i hadn't even thought about the dreamcast to be on my list until because it was such a short-lived console <laughs> like it lasted for like two years i think maybe, and then was just maybe. gone like yeah, not yeah, just yeah. gone but like gone like yeah. they're like you can't buy the system you can't buy games for it anymore like like it was like sega like disavowed that the system even existed but when Joey mentioned it, I, all the memories came flooding yeah. back of all the weird shit that I played on a Dreamcast. And I was like, man, that was a really, and like, again, they were doing something with that system. Let's not, I don't know what it let's was. Let's not forget uh, some of the seeds of Unreal and the Unreal Engine started, you yes. know, with uh, games for that system too. And I will say they had, to this day, one of my favorite games ever was for that system. And I fell in love with a uh, a development company there was a game called omicron okay that came out for the dreamcast it starred david bowie and it was um let me see the the name of this developer um i have bought every one of their games since then um but anyway the um here we go uh omicron game quantic dream is the name of the developer um but in Omicron, it blurred the lines between video game and reality. And we've talked ARGs before. I love alternate reality gaming. I like anything that kind of like makes you question boundaries in a unique storytelling right. way. And with Omicron, you were a video game player. Like it acknowledged you as a video game player <laughs> who had who had accessed an alternate reality through your Dreamcast system. And we're controlling a soul within that universe with your controller. And it kept acknowledging you as like player. It was like, oh, cool. player, you are controlling. So it was called Omicron Nomad Soul. And it was fucking weird as shit. Whoa. But I never that, played that. That's awesome. That developer has since gone on to make uh, games like Heavy Rain. Um, I loved Heavy they, Rain. They made, I think it's called Between Two Souls or or Two oh, Souls. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, they made, um, like, you guys should look them up. Quantic Dream makes yeah. some really, like, boundary-pushing games. They've made them for all – they did Detroit Become Human. Oh, um, I remember that game. Okay, okay. I see their style now. Yeah. They did – they did a game that I abso- absolutely loved on PS2 that I'm not going to reveal here because it will definitely be on my list of <coughs> PS2 top five games. Oh, I can't um, but yeah, I forgot how much I fucking loved. I want to. I'm going to go online right now and see if I can buy a Dreamcast. Like it makes me want. <laughs> a, I want to play Seaman. I want to argue with Fish Leonard Nimoy for a while. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. You want me to list our top five here? Yes, please. Yes. Okay, top five gaming consoles. Number five, the NES. 
Number four, the Sega Dreamcast. Number three, the Xbox 360. The yeah. uh, number two, the Nintendo Switch. And number one, the PlayStation 2. I, I love fucking it. love that. I love yes. every one of those systems. Absolutely. I will say that we may have to redux this list like several years from now. Once PS5 has like fully come out, yeah. I have a feeling that their new version of the PSVR that's coming may be a game changer as far okay. as yeah. uh, I can't console wait. level VR. Like I've seen some patents that they're talking about lately that really take VR to the next level, like even outside of Oculus. Oh, like wait. really doing some very unique and weird things. So Okay, okay. That's it. That's Yay. it, kids. Uh, I will say that uh, Project Nerd, if you liked listening to this episode about video games, then you will love the video game centric shows that are on the Project Hyphen Nerd Network. Uh, games or uh, shows such as Game Pitch or Top Four and More are very video game centric all the time. Not like yes. us, who's video game centric sometimes. Um, <laughs> So if that's the kind of thing you're looking for, go check it out. Or if you're looking for any other kind of nerdy goodness, check out project-nerd.com yes. for all of your nerd needs. Um, check out our Patreon. As always, we'll keep hyping it until, you know, it is no more. Um, so <laughs> go check us out. High Five the Podcast on Patreon. You get bonus episodes. You get all sorts of good stuff over there. Uh, Mia... I heard you plug it earlier, and I'd like to give you an official opportunity to plug your personal Patreon, which you're oh, doing some exciting yes. things on. Thank you. Yes. Uh, my Patreon is uh, at the every model, patreon.com slash the every model. Um, and uh, I actually just recently changed up my tiers. So now you can get video one on ones and photo shoot time. Oh shit! Yeah. Burr, 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 burr. Air horn sound. Oh, uh, <laughs> I love that. That is super badass. And as always, uh, this episode is coming out during the middle of Project Nerd's official kind of relaunch of their slate of shows. Yep. So make sure you stay tuned to all the good stuff coming out of Project Nerd. Make sure you stay tuned to the Project Nerd YouTube channel as well. We've got all sorts of new series coming to you. It's going to be 2021 is going to be a great year, guys. Not yes. just for nerds, but for the world. I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, Fuck 2021. 2022 is going to be a great year, <laughs> not just for us, but for the world. I hope so. 2023 <laughs> is really going to be the year that everything gets better. <laughs> I hope so. 2057 is definitely going to be our time. That's, that's finally I, the actual year. I have, I have no hope anymore. No. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. 
Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Selective fatigue syndrome? Maybe. See you next week. That's a wrap. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.